This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This podcast is sponsored by Bang and Olufsen. A concert recording, a new symphony, even your favorite podcast. It matters how it sounds. Peter Bang and Sven Olufsen knew this when they founded their Danish audio brand in 1925, and their vision endures today. For nearly a century, Bang & Olufsen has been pushing the boundaries of audio technology and continues to sit at the forefront of acoustic innovation, because sound matters. Find out more at bang-olufsen.com forward slash classical. Hello, I'm Helen Wallace, Chair of the Jury for BBC Music Magazine Awards, and welcome to a series of special podcasts for the nominations of the Awards 2015. With me in the studio are Reviews Editor Rebecca Franks and the magazine's Deputy Editor Jeremy Pound. In this podcast, we'll be giving you a snapshot of the choral category to inspire you as you cast your all-important votes on our website. After all, which disc wins the Category Awards is now entirely up to you, our voters. And when you've made up your mind, head over to our special awards site, classical-music.com forward slash awards 2015. And by casting your vote, you'll automatically be entered into a prize draw to win some amazing prizes, including a fabulous Yamaha hi-fi system worth over £700, or a Yamaha relit Bluetooth speaker, plus all the nominated discs. This year's choral category, I think uniquely in these awards, features three ages of British music, with recordings by Bird, Elgar and Harrison Birtwistle. We'll start off with the oldest, Three Masses by William Bird, sung appropriately by the Catholic Choir of Westminster Cathedral under Martin Baker. Jeremy, tell us about this one. Yes, well, <clears throat> there are passages in this recording where one could simply sit back, breathe deeply and simply wallow in the sound of the Choir of Westminster Cathedral. In sheer bliss it would be too. However, one could do that, but I don't suppose the choir and its conductor Martin Baker would be best pleased, as there's so much more to this disc than such moments of transcendence, wonderful though they are. Bird was one of the supreme word-setters of the English Renaissance, and this above all is where the choir's performance on this disc stand out for me. Without taking things to extremes, Baker is alert to every single nuance in the text and responds accordingly. His judgement of tempo in the credo of the five-part mass, for example, is majestic. As we reach the moment where Christ suffers and is buried, the music seems to stare almost into the abyss. And then, whew, we're into the resurrection section with a real liveliness in our step. It's brilliantly, deftly done. And they may be singing in Latin, but the choir seems to understand every word. And what's more, we can hear every word clearly too.
If I'm being really honest, I've not always been a fan of the Westminster Cathedral sound in the past, as at times I feel that the quest for characterful interpretation has led to occasional unevenness of tone. Here, though, everything is gorgeously balanced, yet never bland. Bird wrote the three masses on this disc for large spaces, and Hyperion engineers have done a magnificent job of capturing the cathedral's sublime acoustic. So that was Three Masses from Bird, sung by the Westminster Cathedral Choir under Martin Baker, and that's on the Hyperion label. So our second nomination is Elgar's mighty oratorio, The Dream of Gerontius, recorded by the BBC Symphony Orchestra and Chorus with Sir Andrew Davis and featuring soloists Sarah Connolly, Stuart Skelton and David Saw. Before Rebecca talks about this, let's hear the rousing praise to the holiest in the height. Stirring stuff there from the BBC Symphony Chorus and Orchestra in that extract from Elgar's The Dream of Gerontius. It's just one of many moments of powerful and detailed singing and playing in this new recording. And from the breathtaking pianissimos to the really big climaxes, the ensembles are both on top form for this performance of Elgar's oratorio. And it's captured in superb surround sound detail by Shandos's engineers. And everything is right elsewhere too. Stuart Skelton has just the right combination of strength and sensitivity as Gerontius. David Saw negotiates the tricky extremes of his roles as the angel of agony and the priest with real aplomb. And Sarah Connolly's burnished mezzo is also given a real chance to shine both in Gerontius and in the accompanying sea pictures. The guiding spirit behind these forces is Sir Andrew Davis, one of the great Elgarians, he first encountered Gerontius at the age of 14 and in his 70th birthday last year chose to conduct the three big Elgar oratorios to celebrate. As you can hear even in just the opening prelude, his grasp of the pacing and, and the tempos makes this one of the most overwhelming performances on disc. So that's a masterly dream of Gerontius there with Sir Andrew Davis, BBC Symphony Orchestra and Chorus, and it's on the Shandos label. Lastly, we turn to Harrison Birtwistle for a disc of his choral music spanning his entire career from the early 1960s to 2012 and sung by a group who know his work inside out and have given premieres of many of his works, the BBC Singers, conducted here by Nicholas Cock. This disc on the Signum label is entitled The Moth Requiem, which is the key work and the most recent. But I'd like to start with a much earlier piece, the stark Carmen Pascale from 1965. 
I think there's a wonderful astringent quality to this music. It's like white light. And the BBC singer's attention to intonation and timbre is so impressive. And Bert Whistle's writing has such power and purpose. For those who don't know his shorter works, there are some real gems here, like the three Latin motets and a mesmerising lullaby from 2006. The longest piece is the Moth Requiem, a fantastical work from 2012 for 12 female voices, alto flute and three harps. It's teeming with ideas and unusual timbres and sonorities. It was inspired by a sequence of poems by Robin Blazer, who writes of finding a moth trapped under the lid of his grand piano. He evokes this scene with such originality, you can actually hear the wings landing on the dusky harp strings here and the voices are chorusing above. religious requiem, this is a farewell to the many species of moths facing extinction, whose Latin names are chanted by the female voices. It's very much a work of our time. Harry Birtwistle is a passionate naturalist, and it feels like an incantation or a spell against the disappearance of these species. This is a wonderful collection for fans of Harry Birtwistle, but also for people who perhaps haven't even heard his music before or don't think they like it, because there is such variety on this disc, it's really interesting. So that brings us to the end of the Choral Nominations podcast. Now head over to www.classical-music.com forward slash awards 2015. And do cast your votes because you'll be entered into a draw to win both a Yamaha Hi-Fi system or a Yamaha Relit Bluetooth speaker plus all the nominated discs. Do you want to be part of a global community of people who are passionate about sound? Join the House of Bang & Olufsen for the latest news on sound innovation, as well as invites to exclusive events, special offers, and behind-the-scenes content. You'll also be the first to receive information about new and limited series products, from atelier editions to highly coveted collaborations. Sign up today at bang-olufsen.com forward slash classical.